What's up, gamers? I'm Erica. I'm Roshane J. And thank you so much for joining us, homies, today um, as we continue on our October extravaganza. But before we get into today's theme too much, how is your how is your October treating you, Roshane? Uh, you know, even being stuck at home due to COVID, I really, I still feel the Halloween spirit through the air. And I think that really, um, it really comforts me. Um, the time I'm mm-hmm. spending on social media, I'm seeing everybody dressed up. I'm still seeing pumpkins being placed. And even though these times can be a little bit, uh, hard and tragic for some, I'm glad that we're able to still keep that sweet Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. I feel like people, I almost feel like people are stepping up their decorating game this year because they have to be at home. Right. And they're like, well, if I have to be here, I'm going to make this bitch as spooky as possible. <laughs> and so there's like, I don't know. I just feel like I've been seeing a lot of people post posting dope decorations not to say that they wouldn't have done that before but i just feel more so this year i've seen a lot of people taking the time to decorate mm-hmm. which is awesome it's like everyone is doing the who has the most dressed up house except instead of doing it just in your neighborhood you're doing it over all of the internet <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should all just do like virtual tours of our houses <laughs> And be like, which one do you think is the best? And whoever wins, um, they just get like Halloween respect. They don't <laughs> win anything, really. <laughs> Besides their pride. Yeah, they can keep their pride and their like Halloween honor. And this whole contest is going to be judged by that guy wearing the pumpkin head who dumped a pumpkin spice latte on his face in that yeah. TikTok video, which was amazing. Um, I mean, shout out to the OG video, but that video Mm -hmm. was such a good sequel. I've been loving those videos. Now I just want to see a dog do it. I want to see a dog on a skateboard and the music playing. With some sunglasses (laughs) on him, just like a a bone in his mouth. Just kind of not. Yeah. Oh, God. That would be like, uh, that would be the chef's kiss. Like the, just the cherry on top of this meme <laughs> would be a dog doing it so if somebody could get on that for me please you would make my entire month <laughs> please and thank you <laughs> but in in the um october spirit because in in the month of october my heart grows three sizes like the grinch like i'm just like ooh, like all of this energy that i'm getting it's just making me feel like all of the October love. So I wanted to spread a little bit of that today because in addition to like all of the movies, all of the Halloween baking competitions I've been watching on TV, mm-hmm. like everything Halloweeny that I'm watching, I've also been trying to up my like podcast game yep, as far same. as horror podcasts. I'm like, okay, obviously if no other time I have to listen to like as many as possible this month and just like rack them up because I just need to feel like spooked at all times. Oh yeah. Especially so, if we're all stuck at home. Like you should, mm-hmm. you should be listening to as many of these podcasts as you can. Yeah. So I want to shout out some podcasts today that, you know, you homies can go take a look at um, when, when, 
because I mean, we, you know, there's only so many episodes that podcasts come out with a week. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have other ones when you're like, okay, now that when I'm waiting for this new episode, I have this podcast I can go to and listen to. So I want to shout out some that I've been loving lately Mm -hmm. um, that I think that you guys should go check out. So first um, on the ticket is, of course, the lovely Fear the Talking Queers. Oh, yes. I love them. They're so good. They're so good. They're so funny. And they're just like um, awesome people. Like, yeah. Uh, I just, I love them. I love their podcast. They make me laugh out loud like a psychopath <laughs> when I'm like <laughs> listening to them because I'll be at work listening to them. Luckily, I have a mask on so nobody can see <laughs> like the me smiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah but their show is so much fun if you have not listened to the episode that we did with them like last week then you should do that now <laughs> like i don't know what else to say i don't know what else to say to you. just go <laughs> you do just it go i guess it. yeah that yeah, just go really do it. good yeah it is really good because they're awesome so it was really easy to just like go on there and talk to them about this uh, House of Wax is what we talked about. But if you guys haven't listened to that episode, get on that and then also listen to all of their other episodes. Second, I want to talk about the Horror Bandwagon. So they're a, a new podcast. They just started a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I love their podcasts. They're, I think one of the best things about their podcast is that you get like these opposing because one of them is really into horror movies and then the other one is like freshly into horror movies. They still get kind of scared by horror movies. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. And they take a more logical look at the horror movies. So it's really awesome to have this dynamic between them. They look at it completely different. They have really cool like, I don't want to say arguments because they're not arguing, but... You know, they're just two, yes, discussions. They're two different sides of the horror coin. So I really enjoy listening to their episodes. So please head over to them and check out all the episodes that they have out. And last but not least is uh, the Dr. Scarelove podcast. Um, I just started listening to their podcast i was gonna say i think i've like i've recently seen that podcast popping up yeah it's they've been doing i mean they have like a great they have a good amount of episodes so if you're like oh i'm ready to binge through like you know quite a bit of content then look no further because they've got a lot of episodes available for you but like they're their podcast is awesome. It's so the way that they do it, they're a married couple, so they have fantastic chemistry. Their banter is A1. A1 <laughs> since day one, big fan. <laughs> <laughs> but so they kind of go like more into like urban legends. They talk about the history behind like scary things. Like they had an episode about the number 13. Their last episode that I just listened to was like, the scary history uh, behind like marriage traditions mm-hmm. and i was by the end of it i was shook to say the least you like learn a bunch of stuff that you probably didn't already know but they always keep it entertaining you know 
Like yeah. it never feels like, oh, I'm learning. Like it's it's <laughs> fun. And it like they keep it fun. Uh, yeah, it's just the perfect spookiness. You learn a bunch of creepy stuff. And yeah. Ooh, that's that's right up my alley too. Like I love that stuff. You know, I mean, with my love of Ari Aster and all his stuff, like I love going into the nitty-gritty behind the scary like how does how does this scare work what makes this scare tick mm-hmm. that is that's my stuff right there yeah it's great i learned so much stuff like spooky stories urban legends like just weird like weird phenomena they just talk about all sorts of things they're both horror movie lovers so they bring that in too as well yeah it's great i there's like just check them all out all of them are fantastic. All of them are entertaining and they're perfect for October. So I'm going to say them one more time. Fear the Talking Queers, The Horror Bandwagon, and Dr. Scarelove Podcast. Check them out, homies. Yep, let's share that scary energy. Let's disperse it among all the scary podcasts. We'll scatter <laughs> yeah, them and like um, ashes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, please do. Just cover them. (laughs) Cover them in ashes, please, for us. (laughs) Tell them them we sent you as you throw it in their face. We're going to get just (laughs) the meanest DMs about, all right, we've had nothing but people just blowing dust in our face for the past (laughs) week. What did you guys say? And we're like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) don't, Don't listen to the new episode. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, guys, go check them out. Um, for the rest of our episodes this October, I will be, you know, shouting out some other podcasts that I think are, well, that we both think are amazing and that you guys might be interested in. But yeah, just go check them out. But now we need to get into our topic for today, which is... Rushing, take it away. Video <laughs> games. Talking yes. all about the world of horror as it pertains to the video game genre. Um, mm-hmm. Which, for our longtime listeners, know that this is something that Eric and I have bonded over many a times with our, our love for playing spooky games. And it's one of those interesting topics that I think a lot of people who are into the genre may or may not have explored yet. So today, in the spirit of our October extravaganza, we're going to we're going to branch out from our normal movies and talk about some new stuff. Um, but I mean just hopping right into it, like what what are some of your I guess here's a better question is what what was the first horror game that you ever played, Erica? So I honestly, I think that the first horror video game that I played might have been when I played Outlast with you. Really? I was really late, like very late to the horror video game scene. Okay. I... When I was younger, I was very specific about the horror video games, or not even horror video games, just the video games that I played. Um, It was a lot of like Crash Bandicoot. It was Mm -hmm. a lot of those kinds of games, like Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, like stuff like that, or Grand Theft Auto. It was either that or it was going to be 
which like real quick that, is, that is a leap from Crash Bandicoot to, <laughs> to Grand Theft Auto. You took a I'm full, like, you know, <laughs> you took a full <laughs> Olympic lunge to that next game. What every kid, what every kid loves to play, you know, Barbie dress up, Mario Kart, Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, that is kind of the natural jump, is it not? I feel like everybody goes from like, their kid games and then usually the next stepping stone is like grand theft auto that's true that's very true um, <laughs> though i was one of those few kids that actually did not play any grand theft autos growing up really yeah i i've watched people play them a ton like i've had a lot of friends who have owned the games and played the games i probably could have gotten away with playing them but i just never i i, I never like jumped into it house yeah yeah like my friends oh loved my that God. game, but me myself, I had never had a chance to get into it. I was also pretty broke growing up, so like I had never really had the proper system at the right time to like play along with the hype, if that makes any sense. Like when mm. a new Grand Theft Auto game was coming out, I was still one or two systems behind. So I was like, I I gotta right. catch up first before I can actually play this game. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I I was obsessed with that game for a while. And I mean, my my sister is four years older than me. So it was like she got Grand Theft Auto, but then like I got to play Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. because she had it. And that was really dope. I That game is so fun. Um, but yeah, I, I like I remember I had like a Scooby-Doo game that was really complicated. I could never figure out where I was supposed to go. So I kind of just gave up on that game. But I think that it's a good thing that I didn't really play scary games when I was younger because I guarantee I would have just given up yeah. and not finished it. Because I do remember playing Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on my computer, like the game. Mm -hmm. And I remember the section where with the spiders yeah. was so scary to me because <laughs> I like I'm scared of spiders, but I was really scared of spiders back then. It took me and I'm not even joking. It took me like five months to get past that one section. No of the game way. Because I kept having to pause it. I would get started. I would see a spider. I'd pause it and I'd be like, I need a break. <laughs> so it would just take me so long to beat that level because I would panic and I would get scared and oh, I would no. have to stop and like regroup. So I think it's for the best that I waited to play them because, you know, I finally got to appreciate them when I was older and I actually played them through to the end rather yeah. than being like, oh, I'm going to give up because I can't handle this. No, I get that. I think that's a big thing because like even myself, I don't think I played horror games growing up, but I don't know if I actually beat any of them. Because they're uh, in the video game spectrum, I feel like horror games are actually a little bit more difficult than we initially think when we get into them. We kind of think mm -hmm. like it's oh, it's gonna be scary. Um, you're not ready for them to also be complicated too. You're like oh no, not the double whammy, right. not both of these at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like oh, I have to solve puzzles too uh. and not die. Are you joke? It's like. All right, give me a break. <laughs> I'm trying to do a lot right now. I'm trying to keep my life while I also have to solve this like ridiculous puzzle. I have to find all these numbers somehow. Right. It is a lot. I remember that being like lot. one of the more frustrating parts for us, like when we were playing Outlast together, is the scary parts were scary and 
they were definitely jump inducing. But I think a lot of the frustration came from when we just genuinely couldn't figure out how to beat the game. Like not not even mm-hmm. the scares itself. We would just be on a section and we'd just be like, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Or like we wouldn't know which direction to go because especially in the parts where you're being chased mm-hmm. in that game. Because so Outlast, first of all, is an awesome game. It really um, is. It really is. But so you, you play as this character and you're like going into this it's like an, an insane asylum or like a mental institution and you go in there and you have to you kind of have to find your way now the game does give you some clues like there's a bit where it's like oh follow the blood and you're like dope i know exactly where i'm supposed to go but then you'll get to this section where it's completely dark the only way you can see is through the night vision on your camera like you don't know where you're supposed to go every hallway looks the same and there's some big giant like hulk hulk on acid looking guy chasing (laughs) you around and you're trying to avoid him but you're running in circles like i just remember we would run in circles trying to get away from this guy for forever while we were also running out of batteries trying to look for batteries yeah these batteries are like barely glimmering in the dark it was you're like running past running past the same battery 75 times before you finally see it <laughs> listeners we struggled like we talk about this experience a lot but know that it was not an easy experience we were definitely struggling through this playthrough this is not an easy mm-hmm. game but no speaking of struggling i want to talk about pt though oh yes that's because right that's one that we played together this is very and true and would not have beat if you hadn't have already played it and known kind of mm-hmm. what to do. It's very hard. It yeah. It's very hard. Um, for the view or the listeners who don't know, so what PT is, is it was actually a demo game for a bigger franchise called Silent Hill. They were planning on doing a, a new interactive kind of reboot for that series. And so they released this demo called pt which while it was out everybody was talking about because it was just so scary like it was so frightening Mm -hmm. but you were essentially in a hallway that and that's all that's all they gave you you just started in a hallway and they were like okay my child go figure (laughs) out the rest of this mystery Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they, they they gave they gave you like barely any hints all you knew is like you're in a hallway and you have to do something and it's like a like hour long mm. demo, depending on how quickly you play it. Um, but it was super, super frightening, and it's like psychological horror. It's got a lot of big scares in there, and it is not easy to play. Um, that it is not easy at all. No, and the sad thing is that particular project actually fell through, so they're not doing that particular game. Um, it was supposed to be just like this promo for their new series, which they may be. They may be working on something new now. I'm not entirely sure, but I know that that specific project they did scrap. Um, so yeah. that so even though that game was a lot of fun, or I guess that demo was a lot of fun, it um, you actually can't really you can't buy it anymore, which is the crazy thing. Is no, like because I mean it was 
it, like it, PT stands for playable trailer. Mm -hmm. Like technically it was a trailer for this game, but since the game never came out, like it's not still available to just be like, I want to play PT. Like you can't. <laughs> yeah, it, you literally can't like you can't even download it anymore. There are some like weird workarounds that will allow you to play it. If you're it's very specific, you have to have had a PlayStation that had the game on it at some point in time. And either you kept the game on your PlayStation and never deleted it. And so you can still play it or you have to go through the thousand trials of Zeus and Hades to try and get the <laughs> game back onto your PlayStation. But if you if you're not in those two categories, you like literally cannot buy or buy or play this game anymore. Um, so it's kind of one of those yeah. momentary things, which I'm happy you got to experience like in hindsight now kind of looking back at it. Because it, it was a really, it was a really good demo trailer. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. It was insane. It was, it was really scary. But it was so hard. I would not have finished it on my own. Because there was like, there was a parts where they were like, you have to stare at the phone for 3.8 seconds. And then it'll <laughs> start to ring and pick it up. I'm like, how would I have known these things? Yeah, it's like if, on you, stare my at own. It, if you stare at it for three seconds, nothing's going to happen. But if you yeah. wait for 3.8, then then you'll get the big spook. And yeah, like a I'm lot like, of a lot of horror games are this? like that. Like a lot of horror games are like that, though, um, which makes a lot of sense when you like look back. Because like so myself, um, I grew up as a gamer. I, I've been playing games my entire life. Like to this day, I'm still a huge nerd and gamer. And I remember my first two um, games within this genre. The original game for me was actually House of the Dead. I don't know if you know that game, but um, mm -hmm. it was like if you ever went to an arcade, like in the like late '90s, early 2000s, you probably have seen this game. It's like usually in the corner. It's called House of the Dead, where you get to pick up this like plastic fake gun that you sh that you aim at the screen, and you have to like shoot these zombies while it's kind of railroading you through these super scary levels. Um, I I remember being a young a young tot just hanging out in the arcades, and I would love to play that game. <laughs> I never beat it. There's not a single time that I beat it, because A, I wasn't good enough, and B, I never had enough quarters for the amount of times that I would die. So like, I never <laughs> was actually able to beat it within the arcades. But I ended up mm -hmm. loving that game so much that at some point in time, I actually got it on the Sega Dreamcast, I think. And oh, nice. so I, I, had, I had the console version as well. And I still couldn't beat the game because it was too difficult. Even when I didn't have to pay for it anymore, like I still couldn't beat that game. <laughs> it um, was not made to be beat. Have you seen the House of the Dead movie? Yes, I have. Um, wow. What a train wreck. <laughs> and I try and kind of lock it into a, uh, into a dark, dark corner of my brain so I don't think about it too much because it was such a letdown. I... Though, uh, to be fair, to be fair, I didn't, like, expect too much from that movie because you don't really, you don't really play House of the Dead for its story. That's not, that wasn't, like, the main reason why you played that game in the first place. And mm -hmm. so I knew for a fact that movie didn't have a lot to work off of. And even if it did, even if it did. But I feel like because it didn't have a lot to work off of, it could have been 
insanely like it could have been really great because they have this like base of us of something and then they could build the story around it but then the story that they built was so awful yeah that they had nowhere to go yeah. i didn't i just they really fumbled the bag on that one and for a while that movie was living rent free on the sci-fi channel they were playing that movie non-stop oh no and that's where I first saw it. And I didn't realize that it was, well, you wouldn't know it was based off a video game, but then they are, they make sure to insert clips from yeah. the video game. Which I'm like, the that's, movie, dis just that's in disrespectful. Case. That's, that's actually mm -hmm. disrespectful to like a really fun classic arcade game to just use its carcass as like your vehicle to be made. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Yeah. I was like, this is, this was a mistake and they should probably discontinue showing this film because <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else to say. And there's people like there's people in that movie. And I was like, how did you get roped into this? Yeah. You're, I mean, I've it, it could have been, it could have been the name. It could have been the name. Like they could have been like me and like, they used to play this game growing up and they were like, Oh, That's I would true. love to be in this movie. Um, I That's mean, true. speaking of the other one I played. So, Thinking back on it, and it makes a lot of sense now because, as I've said before, zombie is my favorite category within the horror genre. I love zombies. Um, super big zombie nerd. I've got the zombie survival guide always in my room. I never go without it. And <laughs> I do think it probably stemmed from that was kind of the that was the style of horror game that I played growing up because I played House of the Dead. And then I also remember it's kind of a specific story. But one time during a like summer camp back when I was younger, um, it was kind of like a daycare summer camp. And apparently um, they were not telling the parents what they were going to allow us to do. Because I remember like towards the end, they had like a day where we, they just kind of let us roam around. And then there was also a TV that they were letting people play video games on. And I mm -hmm. remember they were letting us all line up and take turns playing Resident Evil 2. Um, mm -hmm. not, not the original one, but the second one. And I remember just standing in line and just watching all my other like eight year old friends within the camp, just get massacred by zombies, like one after another. <laughs> and then I finally get my turn to go play. And there was, there was a level of excitement that I don't think I had felt since my last trip to like six flags. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, the adrenaline and endorphins that went in my brain as I was trying to just very, very feverishly run from these zombies that wanted to eat my brains. Like there was no, there was no thrill quite like that. And <laughs> I, again, did not beat that game because I was too young and far too inexperienced at these games to get very far. <laughs> like, I think I lasted all of five minutes before I was eventually mauled. But oh my god, <laughs> but I remember playing it and thinking to myself, like, man, that was so much fun! Like, it was super scary, and I was terrified. Best believe I lost some sleep over it, but I had so mm -hmm. much fun playing it. Those like zombie survival horror games are very hard for me to beat mm. for some reason. Like, I can, I'm, I do fairly well with like the the outlast 
kind of games more like realistic or, survival yeah or or thing yeah like things like um like bioshock things where yes you do fight you know you do fight creatures or whatever but that's that's more of like a side plot to the to the story itself yeah i do way better in those games it takes me ages to be like the last of us mm -hmm. i think that was a good mix i did better at that game because of the idea of being able to just like throw things and distract and you could almost kind of like avoid them yeah. sometimes if you wanted to besides the clickers the clickers had me all the way fucked up oh yeah but, um, which by the way the last but, of us fantastic one of my favorite games uh, of all superb. time superb Absolutely mm -hmm. superb. Listeners, if you're game at all and you haven't played The Last of Us, I promise you, I promise you, you're missing out on a fantastic game. Like, you have to play it. Yeah, it's so good. I, I did better with, with that game um, than I had with <laughs> games like that in the past. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for the most part, I, yeah, like, zombie games... Are because I think it's because they move so fast. I need to. I'm one of those people. I need time to like aim my shot and like get all yeah. ready and get all set. And then I'm like, okay, now I can shoot. I either do that because if I start shooting right away, every bullet's it's in the wall. <laughs> I've I've shot a ring right around the person I was supposed to be shooting, mm -hmm. and I'm like out of ammo now. So it's hard for me in zombie games because they move. They're they get to you so quickly yeah that i'm like basically having to like fist to fist combat them and then they just like <laughs> overtake me but did you let me ask you this because i have not ever met anybody who has also played this game which is fair because i randomly stumbled upon this game in like a a video store one day and it was like five bucks okay. <laughs> but did you ever play the thing video game i did not i've never played the thing video game so it's actually kind of a really cool concept and i almost wish that they would redo it with like the technology that we have now and like i think it could be an amazing game mm -hmm. if they redid it and came back out with it because so obviously it's based off of the thing like the movie yeah and I'm going to go ahead and assume that most of you guys have seen the thing. <laughs> but if you haven't, basically it's about, you know, this team of people. They are all out in. Oh, my God. Where were they? Antarctica? No. Uh, for, uh, uh, please hold, homies. We're doing a quick <laughs> fact check. <laughs> uh, I know it was cold. It's in Antarctica. Okay, cool. I just yeah. wanted to be sure. Didn't want anybody to come from my neck because I know true. that it's like it's an amazing movie, and I understand if Some, I get the facts wrong. Somebody's fingers that. were locked and loaded on their keyboard, ready to fact check that one. They were like, "Oh, hold yeah. up, wait a second. We were about to get canceled <laughs> <laughs> real quick. Real so I'm quick. glad that that was right. I mean, I would have cut it out if I was wrong. Anyway. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, there's a team of people in Antarctica, and they're basically there's like this like alien parasite that can take over your body and but you know they look exactly like the person that they took over so you don't know if they're a real person or if they're a thing and they they're you know trying to take over everybody that's at this site 
so it's and it's kind of like oh that is an interesting idea for a game like you could see how that might be able to work in the game Mm -hmm. so in the video game it basically follows the movie but so you know you're playing as the main character i can't remember in the video game if you are like kurt russell's character from the movie or if you're a different person Mm -hmm. but so you're there you have this team there's a thing running around but some of the cool aspects of the game are like your your fellow teammates they have like this fear slash nerve meter or i'm sorry fear slash trust meter and the more trust that they have in you, like if they fully trust you, then if you tell them to go do something, they'll do it. And like, if you're getting attacked, they'll back you up. But in the way that you can get them to trust you is if you protect them and you give them ammo and you do things to help them. Mm -hmm. But if for any reason, like if you accidentally shoot a fellow team member or if you leave one of your team members behind, they won't trust you and they'll think you're a thing and so they won't help you. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a fear meter. So if they get too scared, then they start to act irrationally. They might try to attack you or they might just kill themselves. So you have to keep their fear meter low and you have to keep their trust meter high. Mm -hmm. And at any time, they could possibly become a thing but this is where this is where like i think new technology would help because like they they have it set up where it's like oh at any time during the game like this person might become a thing but because of you know how games got programmed back then in the story they would still become a thing like at the allotted time yeah so you know they you still like it was never really a surprise like it would go to a cutscene and you'd be like oh, okay they're about to be a thing yeah <laughs> you know like it wasn't like oh shoot i didn't know um but with like the technology that we have now they could do like almost a, an until dawn kind of thing yeah. where all of your choices matter and so it's like if one of them gets infected then yeah they might all of a sudden become a thing and like maybe that person survives if you play the game a certain way yeah or you know or if their fear gets the best of them then they do kill themselves and then they're totally gone you know like stuff like that i think would work way better with the technology that we have now and would be an insane game because you really wouldn't know who to trust you know because it was an awesome idea for a game it's just obviously it's going to be held back by what they're able to do yeah it was basically among us 1.0 if you think about it yes Uh, for those who are savvy and uh know about the hot new craze that is the game among us um that's that's exactly where my brain went as soon as soon as you talked about i was like oh my goodness i feel like i played this game (laughs) that's so true it is among us because yeah there'd be times where you'd like go out they'd be like oh go out go outside and find bob and you'd go outside to find bob and bob's like out in the snow for some reason i'd be like bob you're looking a little sus bob you're looking real (laughs) sus bob show me give me your vein i need to check your blood because something ain't right you don't have a jacket on and you're not cold (laughs) something's off here you tell me what's up bob like i just (laughs) i think yeah it is among us but just the like 
pre predated among us. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of leads into something else I wanted to talk about, which is the notion of kind of where we have come as far as I mean, a, as far as video games have come, like video games in the past 20 years have grown exponentially. The The things that we're capable of with our new technology is out of this world. Like some of these games are really out there looking like straight up movies at this point. They, it, like mm-hmm. it's hard to tell the difference. Um, but that's a cool thing about that is along with our technology getting better, we're also... We're also seeing the horror genre improve over time as well and like become more innovated. We, we're learning new scare tactics, new techniques for how to make horror movies. And that's something I want to talk about is just like the growth over time with horror games alongside the horror genre with movies and TVs and how they kind of affect each other a lot. Because I feel like as horror movies and TV get better, so do horror video games. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like they kind of have to evolve, you know, with movies and TV shows. Because video games, to me, are movies and TV shows, but the more averse or immersive version of that. Yeah. It's like, you're part of it. You're not just watching it. Like, you are actively a part of this. Yeah, I think Until Dawn, Until Dawn's a great example um yeah which is also if someone's looking to get into the genre i don't think it's necessarily the best horror game ever but i think it really um it would be a great starter horror game i think for a lot of people especially if like Mm -hmm. you're used to watching like slasher films or horror movies and you want something somewhat similar it's a great game because i mean it's essentially you're with the quintessential um survival group in any horror movie ever right and it's your job to keep these people alive throughout the plot of this game. And like Erica was saying earlier, all of your choices matter. And a lot of times you get very little time to make your decisions about things. So mm-hmm. you have to you have to do some quick decisions and quick thinking. And it may or may not save a character. Or you might be losing that character for the rest of the game. And you cannot go back once you make those choices. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of quick time like choices which i know is not everybody's cup of tea but i i love games like that like i i really love like the walking dead oh yeah games, the, the, like the telltale, telltale series yeah that's yeah those are really because good. i i love games where you know the choice is truly yours mm-hmm. and whatever you do has consequences it does kind of like stress me out and <laughs> make me nervous but at the same time, I think those ones are fun because they are so immersive. And like video horror video games to me have always kind of been on the same level as like haunted houses in the sense of like I go to a haunted house because I want to feel like I'm part of a scary movie. Like I want to be scared and be part of it rather than like actively watching something and that making me scared. Mm hmm. So when I play a horror video game, I definitely feel those same feelings where I'm like, oh, sh- oh, I'm about to open the door. Like, I know something crazy. Like, you is know, be back if there. this was a movie, there's going to be something mm-hmm. on the other side of this door. But I'm going to do it because like, <laughs> I want to know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I, you know, progressive progressing the story forward and that being in your hands, I think is 
the appeal of video games and specifically horror video games because everybody wants to get scared. Yeah. That's why like, like, yeah, you cannot like it, but if you love horror movies, then you, you, part of you loves the feeling of being scared. And I think horror video games just really tap into that feeling, especially now that like VR is a thing. Oh like, my goodness. I can't. What an amazing way to be scared. <laughs> well, like it's perfect. Can I be honest? Even as a hardcore gamer, I cannot with VR horror. It's too much for me. Like I, and yeah. I, I, I have a pretty strong stomach for the things that happen to me in video games and for the horror genre in general. But that level of immersion, if y'all ever want to see a grown man just terrified out of his <laughs> existence, you just need to see a clip of me playing any horror game in VR. It is, <laughs> it is an ex uh, like, for instance, there was one time um, a couple years ago, actually, I went to Japan with a friend of mine and at this mall, they have this little kind of like amusement park slash giant arcade in very typical like Japan fashion. And one mm -hmm. of the attractions there was this big like square room that's just like in the corner of of this little theme park. It's like this giant square room that you go into. It's got like a little first area where it's a little bit like laser tag where they kind of gear you up, like they put a vest on you, they give you like your laser tag gun or whatever, and they explain the game to you, right? And then you get a, you get a headset, and they shuffle you into this room, this just big black room that's got like a couple lights everywhere, but it's essentially just like a giant green screen room where mm -hmm. they put you in, they explain that as soon as you put on the headset, you're going to be transported into this zombie survival game, and you guys have X amount of time to try and survive and make it. So it's like it's like House of the Dead in 2020, like the accelerated super mm. X third edition. Like it, it's mm -hmm. a lot. But <laughs> you put it on and then the guy walks out. He locks the door. And Erica, when you put that headset on, you are transported into a different dimension because all of a sudden you go from this empty black room to you can look in every direction and there are just zombies just pouring through windows, like coming down off balconies and they are just swarming you. I have never screamed as loud as I screamed playing that game. Oh my, oh my Lord. Like, but that's the thing is like, it, it was honestly recreating that thrill from when I was younger playing uh, Resident Evil 2 for the first time of just being absolutely terrified though I'm safe right. like I'm in a safe environment for it your your brain does crazy things where it's just like it can't help but be immersed in the experience mm -hmm. and it's just like with the advent of technology it's like we've just gotten to that level of like we can we can literally throw you into a horror movie at this point with the right technology like we we are there as a society yeah you're just like gonna be transported into a horror movie you can finally test out if you would make the right decisions right since I feel you've like been talking games, shit all these years mm -hmm. you can see if you would survive and horror i would games I are great that. for that where you're like you're if you're that person who's always screaming at the screen being like why'd you make that choice like why'd you do that thing i uh, i challenge you to then go play a horror game and see how well your decisions actually uh how they match up to the story.
Yeah. Oh, also, can I just say, I went to Target the other day mm-hmm. and there was this little stand. There's like always this little area in our Target that is right off of the toy section. Um, and it's like books for little kids. And there was this little stand, and at the top it said bedtime favorites. Mm-hmm. And there were two books on there. One of them, like there were literally two books left, like single books, and then the rest of it was empty. One of the books was like a nursery rhyme book. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, this is like the little the area for the little babies. Oh, cute. And then above that was the Five Nights at Freddy's book. What? <laughs> and I said, bedtime favorites for whom? <laughs> Wednesday Adams? I was like, what child is like, oh, got to read my Five Nights before I go to sleep? And I read the back of the book and it sounds pretty grim. Mm-hmm. I, there was like the things that I was saying, it was like, that about these two girls and they were mourning a huge loss in their family and there was like some and there was some gruesome accident that had happened to this other kid and oh, it was no. like but then but there's always someone lurking at Freddy's and I'm like what oh, is this no. book it was weird one it was of, I wish I would have taken a picture it was so bizarre one of these workers was was either has a very sick sense of humor or was very bored at work because that is messed <laughs> up. It was just so out of place. But I was like, man, like Five Nights at Freddy's is really out here. Because I think that that's that game and that whole craze of like those kinds of games are a really good example of feeling like you're part of an a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. An experience where it's like you're totally in control and you're controlling, you know, you you control if you look over there, if you look to the right, you know you might see something. Mm-hmm. But you gotta look to the right. Like you know you have to look over there. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have a choice. <laughs> but it's st- like in that sense of dread that builds up in you. I- you know, I feel it's the same sense of dread that builds up when you're watching a scary movie and you know something scary is about to happen. The only difference is you're the one pushing the button and saying, all right, we're doing it. Yeah. Well, in a scary movie, like you're just you're actively watching this and it's going to get to the scare, whether you like it or not, unless you pause the movie. But you're making the decision in the game to be like, all right. I'm going to get jump scared probably, (laughs) but I got to do this. Like I have to do this. And I think that that makes it even more scary to me. Because you do it to yourself. Yeah, because you do it to yourself. And so then when it does happen and you freak out and you scream like that, I I get a bigger reaction. That's all you. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) I did it. I did it. What? Am I going to be mad at myself? I can't. (laughs) I love love myself too much. I can't. But yeah, I made the decision. Um, So yeah, I just think that, you know, I'm I'm really excited to see how horror video games continue to grow as movies keep getting better and technology keeps getting better. I think it's going to get to an insane point. Oh, yeah. I mean, even on that same tread of thought like i mean let's talk about some of the games in the past that at least within this genre have actually made it to the big screen i think two of the biggest Mm -hmm. um contenders for that have to be silent hill and resident evil um because both of these got 
decent adaptions in the past. Uh, have you seen both of these? So I've seen. Oh man, I saw Resident. I saw Resident Evil a lot when I was younger, mm -hmm. and but however, I don't remember very much about it. Yeah. Um, and then Silent Hill. I saw the first one, and then I saw maybe like a little bit. I caught part of the second one on TV one day, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't finish it. So I've I've seen at least the first one of each. Resident Evil obviously has gone on and made multiple movies. Silent oh, Hill only got to the second one and they were like, I y'all need to cut it because yeah. this isn't working out. But yeah, Resident Evil kept going on and on and on. Yeah. It's kind of um, it's an interesting thing because I mean this has been something that's plagued video game to movie adaptions since we've I mean since the Mortal Kombat days, let's be real. Like <laughs> the yeah. the industry has definitely i think struggled to convert some of these games into movies for i think good reason because we talked about a lot today is horror video games specifically and i mean most video games but talking about horror games they're these experiential things and usually they have very long run times like these games can run you anywhere from 10 20 30 hours to complete the game and then mm -hmm. you have a studio trying to then compact as much of that information as they can into an hour and some change um, movie. And through doing that, you're going to get a condensed, watered-down version of the experience. Like I feel like that's inevitable um, across the board. And I think that's like one of the challenges that they face when they're trying to do these adaptions. However, for for whatever the quality of these movies were like hate them or love them. The fact that they were able to transition from video games into movies, I think was a big deal. Um, one for mm -hmm. the genre and two, I think for video games as a whole, because it put, it put it into the spotlight that people will go see these. Cause these movies, at least the original resident evil, I know it did fairly well. I want to say in the box office, just because people wanted to see this series that they had played for so long be on a big screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and you know what? I think this is very similar for book to movie adaptations. I think you start to get, you you're always going to have a bit of a hard time because not only are the run times longer for the thing that you're adapting it from, so you're already get a, getting a condensed version. Mm-hmm. Everybody that loves the original is going to love totally different. If you're playing like a 12 hour video game, there's probably a certain part of it that you're like, oh man, that is my favorite part. And I want to see that in the movie. Yeah. But if you have a million different people saying that, there's no way that all of it's going to be in the movie. And then not only that, but they're trying to appease an audience that is already in love with the video game while also being appealing to an audience that's probably never played the video game yeah because like specifically for resident evil like silent hill by the time that came out i knew it was based on a video game mm -hmm. resident evil i didn't know anything about the video game yeah you were either I, in the know or you weren't like you knew what that mm -hmm. was ahead of time or you're just like oh here's a new 
scary zombie movie, I guess. Right, right. So it's like, for me, it was fine. Like, I didn't have any issues with it, but I wasn't a fan of the game at the time. I had nothing to base it on. Mm -hmm. But I can understand that, especially, I think, with horror video games, and especially with these two franchises, Silent Hill and Resident Evil, because they have been going on for so long, there is so much lore to them. There's so many characters. There's a lot to these games. Yeah. Like there's a a lot of meat to these. And so I can understand being a fan of these games and then going to the movie and being like, this isn't even scratching the surface. Yeah. You just slapped the name on it and took some inspiration because you wanted to make money. Like I can I can, I totally understand where people can see those movies and be upset. Because like, you know, I'm, I'm such a huge, and I think most people like going back to the last of us, because that was such a big game. And so many people are such fans of that story. I, I can only imagine if they made a movie out of it. And if I went to it and it, you know, was super disappointing, I'd be really, it would suck. I would be really upset. Though I I do, I'm pretty sure they're doing a Netflix series about it. Um, that's what I was. Yeah. So I honestly feel like series, especially now because TV shows are more so like movies than they've ever been before. Mm -hmm. Like for horror video games, like I would love to see a silent hill TV show. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Like, uh, I would, I would be so excited. I think that that would be amazing. I think that out of these two, I'm a little bit more drawn to Silent Hill because I think that the monsters of Silent Hill are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, I think that you know any of the games, if they decided that they wanted that story to be the focus, would do very well in a TV show. And I hope that as TV shows continue to, you know, show that they're just as successful as movies, I hope that they start adapting some of these into more shows. Because horror video games are already scary. Like, everything they need is there. They just need to put it in the correct vessel. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's been something that's been on my mind a lot as we switch over to the streaming age, right, where we're seeing more shows, like you said, and especially after we just finished our um, Hill House watch through, um, I think I, I definitely have a new lens when I look at the idea of what the dynamic of a TV show can do for stuff like the horror genre. Um, because the cool thing about TV shows is it gives you just so much time with these stories where like you said, you're not having to rush everything and put it into two hours. You can kind of let things breathe. You can include more aspects of the source material so that people who are purists or want to see, like you said, their favorite scene from the video game and the TV show, you're much more likely to be able to have the time to do that within a series as opposed to trying to just chunk it all into a movie. And like that's definitely one of those things that plagued at least I mean, I think I would say it played both movies, but it's really prevalent in the Resident Evil movies, especially as you get 
further and further into that, you know, anthology of movies because it's just at some point it's straying so far away from what the actual base source material is that Mm -hmm. you they don't have anything to fall back on as an excuse if things don't work because now it's just kind of like them plotting through the story as opposed to sticking a little bit closer to the source material that has worked for the most part for people and you know if it doesn't work that way you can be like oh well i mean that's how it happened in the game you know blah 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 but you know when you're the one writing it we're gonna look at you and be like hey this is your story now like you're not even like one it's not that good and then two it's not that good (laughs) and you're not following the plot that we want to see so it's kind of like a double whammy that's like bringing these things down um but but all that said the future might not be too grim for this uh for this realm because i mean speaking of tv shows and stuff resident evil in the past two three months there's been like a lot of big news about a one back in august of this year 2020 they announced that they're actually going to work on a resident evil series and like they've Mm -hmm. got a script done for it and everything and like i think it'll be on netflix I'm not sure, but I know that they have a actual TV series coming out for it. And just today, actually, which is pretty crazy, they just announced the cast of the Resident Evil reboot that they're planning on doing sometime in the next couple of years, which um, if you want to see the full cast list and all that stuff, you can check out. I think IGN had the most recent uh, and for me, most complete summary of everything. But there are some cool people attached to some of these characters. And I think one of the big things that a lot of fans of the series are kind of looking out for is the fact that they're promising to stick more to the source material this time. And they provide a cast full of like the main characters that we're used to seeing, too. So it's like mm-hmm. in the past Resident Evil movies, what we essentially got, I mean, we got we got the one through line character throughout most of the movies. And then they would sprinkle in little Easter egg characters for people who played the games being like, Oh, here's Jill. Here's nemesis. Here's blah, blah, blah. Like here are those characters that you want to see. Whereas this reboot, this reboot's kind of promising that they want to stick to more of the things that made the series cool in the first place. Um, so they're kind of going back to their roots and hate or love where the resident evil movies went personally i'm very excited for the reboot because i don't think that even though that even though they weren't perfect i don't think that they were inexcusably bad like i think that for me like i still watch mm-hmm. all of them i still enjoyed them for the brand if nothing else so knowing how far we've come with both technology writing and the genre to know that they're going to try and reboot the series again i'm very excited for Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in seeing what what they do with it. And I especially like I always think it's worth it to give things another chance. Like if you've seen an adaptation of something and you were like, oh, my God, that was horrible. I almost feel like giving it time and having other people come out and try it. You sh- you have to have a little bit of hope that like okay this is the this is the one mm-hmm. that I think is gonna do it justice. So I think if you are a huge fan of Resident Evil, keep an open mind because they have to learn something. Yeah, from like the mistakes that did, have been made. <laughs> they did like four movies. Like they had to. 
they had to have learned at least a thing or two about what they should and shouldn't do. Like, all they got to do mm-hmm. is look at the numbers for those movies, and there there's some very clear hints as to what they should be doing this time around. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think it's, it's exciting. Like, I'm actually doing, because I stream, like, you know, I stream on Twitch as well. And I'm currently kind of playing through all the Resident Evil games. And going back to, like, the start of Resident Evil and, like, the first game, the story and plot's actually fairly interesting. Like, it's been long, I've been detached from them long enough that the story's a little bit fuzzy for me now. Um, so mm-hmm. going back and getting to, like, re-hear the story and how everything started, it's, it's actually really good. And now, in hindsight, I'm I'm now like this deep in becoming a part of that group that's like upset that they strayed away from the source material because the source material has a lot of good scares in it. Like if you see my playthroughs, I am I am screaming like once every ten minutes at something <laughs> that's happening, and like it'll be exciting to see if they're actually able to recapture that because it's. Right. It's just crazy. It's just this this feeling of trying to survive is just so visceral that like it's one of those reasons why I just can't put these kind of games down. Like I'm I always have at least one scary game like in my video game rotation at all times. Mm hmm. Yeah. What where can they uh, where can they find you? To, uh, to, where can to they watch, watch you play, play well, those games? Well, um, since you bring it up, uh, I stream on Twitch. Uh, the channel is RoshaneJ at twitch.tv slash RoshaneJL. Um, I stream every Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday around 6 p.m. PST. And we, like I said, we're currently doing a full playthrough of all the Resident Evil games. So if you're a fan of the series... Or if you don't know much about the series and you don't necessarily want to play the games yourself, but you kind of want to know what this is all about, especially with the knowledge that they're coming out with these new Resident Evil TV show and movie reboots, um, you can stop through and you know see see a grown man get scared for hours on end. Um, along, <laughs> along with that playthrough, actually, um, well, this might be a good time to let them know that a certain co-host of mine is also considering... Uh, Hopping into the Twitch world as well to join in on some scary spook games. Is that is that true, Erica? Is that is that about to happen sometime? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a gamer. I'm going to be a little gamer girl. No, yeah. We're going to be playing some games this month because, of course, like we have to play some, some scary games. So we're going to be streaming, uh, playing a couple different games. We think we have a couple different ideas, but um, we're still trying to figure out exactly what we're playing. So the best way to know what we're playing and when we're streaming is to just go ahead and follow us on our social media. Um, We are at homies of horror on everything. (laughs) So follow us on there because we will be posting, um, you know, when we're streaming, what we're playing our idea at the moment is we're probably gonna shoot for monday nights but just in case anything changes or if i decide to hop on and you know play with you randomly we'll always keep you guys updated on there so go ahead and and go ahead and tap a tap a little follow 
on there, guys. Yeah. And you can go ahead and follow the Twitch channel as well so that you'll be notified mm -hmm. just in case there's something lagging on the Instagram or you're not or you didn't see the first post that we're both playing online. If you follow the Twitch channel, you will be notified in real time about what's happening, when it's happening and where you can go watch. So hitting those little like buttons does more than you think. You can uh, you can stay woke about all the things happening with homies of horror. And what else can you really ask for, guys? <laughs> Besides to stay woke. But hey, before we before we end this, mm -hmm. I have one question for you. Yeah, what's up? What horror movie would you love to see adapted into a video game? A horror movie into a video game? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, I can go first too if you need some time because I I've thought of a couple. Yeah, go first and I'll think real quick. That's a great question. Okay, so I have I have three. So my first one that I think would be kind of dope is it. Ooh, okay. I think it would be cool. Like the first half of the game follows the, them as kids, and then it like catches up to them as adults, and you like switch between all the players. Like you you know follow all of their different stories. And then maybe when they're all on the tunnels, you can like choose which person you want to be. Like, you know, when you can like shuffle through and pick mm -hmm. <laughs> like you choose which kid um, and all of them have different strengths and different weaknesses. I think that'd be kind of dope. Um, my second one is Nightmare on Elm Street, mm -hmm. because how cool, like if they just did one whole one where you're you're the main character and you're like trapped in Freddy's dream world and mm. so every like you're just going through all of these different crazy dreams and maybe they pull from like the dream warriors so like you meet other kids that are also trapped in their dreams along the way mm -hmm. and you can like save them or you know if if you are unable to save them then they die if you can save them then maybe they can help you later on and you're just like traveling through your his dreams the whole time and then my third and final one that i think would be kind of cool is the descent oh because yeah, yeah, yeah. i think I that, that would be a cool take you're like down in the cave and you know you have to f battle all of the crawlers and then you have to rely on your flashlight for light like i think that that would be a really spooky one mm, okay okay um all right in the in the sake of like not spending forever thinking about this because like I, I could sit on this question all day <laughs> uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me that I think I would really enjoy and this is kind of like a mix mix mash but I would love like you know how we're talking about like, the Walking Dead Telltale series I mm -hmm. would love a version of that about one of the Hill House stories like something within that anthology like a telltale mm. hill, hill house game mm -hmm. but also i want its art direction and everything to be directed by ari aster so i want hereditary Ooh. hill house the telltale game <laughs> is the game that i would like to play that would be nuts that would be so nuts like and then i want it to also be as stressful as like until dawn so like when you are making these choices Ooh. like you get you get like five seconds to make a choice and then you just gotta, gotta you gotta deal with it whatever happens all right those three that i named i'm gonna need y'all to get on that all right go y'all get some starbucks mm -hmm. together go sit down socially distanced of course y'all wear your masks and you figure out a way to mm -hmm. make this game happen 
I'm saying, I know. I hope somebody like hears this and actually like pitches one of those. <laughs> I honestly think all, any of those would be yeah, the, so fun. The idea of being stuck in a in a Freddy dream world sounds absolutely terrifying. And because they, they could do whatever they wanted. Like it's the perfect idea for it to be like okay this video game can literally be as crazy and bonkers as you want it because it's a dream mm -hmm. so like anything can happen oh sounds so good oh I, you know <laughs> I, I do want to <laughs> i want to throw in there uh chat if by chance a version of these games exists or if you think you know a uh a game that it's similar to what mm -hmm. we're looking for, feel free to suggest them too. I would love to hear about some horror yeah. games that I don't know of that might be a lot of yeah. fun to play. Please message us. Let us know if you guys know any video, like any games that are kind of similar to what we talked about that we should play or any games that, you know, that we didn't mention that you think we might not just like know about let us know because we want to play them. Like we want to play as many horror games as possible. Oh yeah. <laughs> so please message. Also, please message us ideas that you guys have. If you have a horror movie or even a horror show that you're like, dude, why haven't they made a video game about yeah. this yet? Or vice please versa. Message us. Or vice versa. If you think there's a game out there that they should definitely do a movie adaption of, mm -hmm. feel free to add that in as well. Yeah. Let us know because I think that that, kind of stuff is so interesting like you could go so many different ways with all of these like with video games and with horror movies so i would be interested in what you guys think would make a perfect story um but message us either on our social medias or you can always email us we are homies of horror at gmail.com so send us a sassy little email if you're feeling feisty because <laughs> we always appreciate those as well um please like um subscribe to us please leave us reviews guys it really helps and we love to hear what you guys think and subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you find us on just so you can be notified first um when our new episodes come out which is every single monday but that is going to be it for us homies we hope that you enjoyed this episode of our october extravaganza and we are super excited for the next one so we hope you have a great rest of your day homies oh uh, yeah bye